Howard Tolman is with us, minding Chicago's business. Howard, what's your recollection of the Woodstock era, that particular concert, that weekend? You know, I think I think that uh, everybody has, you know, sort of a different set of recollections. I mean, mine was just, uh, uh, you know, how exciting it was to see that assembly of all the people. And frankly, uh, you know, years later when you had all these sort of violent, con- you know, uh, uh, sort of concerts like the the one in Altamont or whatever it was, um, the fact that it was so peaceful and that uh, a zillion people came. And, you know, it was the first of many of these things where people's plannings, you know, uh, didn't line up with uh, the enthusiasm of the crowd and everything right. else. But I, I listen, I, I still think, I mean, they've come out with what, three or four different movies about Woodstock, and every one is instructive, and you sort of learn something. And as you say, I mean, there are, you know, different groups and different people and different personalities. And, you know, the stories, uh, you know, of different people's reaction who were there um, are completely amazing. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. still just totally amazing to me. Really? It is something cool. Uh, Howard's article is on Inc.com today, but before we get to that... What did you think the move by Mayor Brandon Johnson of firing Dr. Arwady at five o'clock on the way to the Springsteen concert, although he didn't do it, his chief of staff did, and then it doesn't really address it until he's introducing Chicago's top cop, which kind of gets buried because everybody loved Arwady. Let's say you're his chief of staff. Is that a move you would have told him to make in that time frame? You know, honestly... (laughs) I don't. I don't think anybody who's ever been in business would be stupid enough to do it the way he did it. <laughs> I mean, if you know, if it was a situation where uh, she wasn't a hero and didn't save hundreds of thousands, probably of lives in the state of Illinois, because we really set the curve for the whole state. I mean, she was heroic. She worked her butt off. Uh, you know, he didn't give her the courtesy of even meeting with her. He didn't let her meet with yeah, her staff before she left. I mean, it was a clumsy, you know, uh, unprofessional, just a slimy thing. And then when they ask him about it at the press conference, you know, and he's quoting, uh, you know, uh, Tupac about some some crazy line that made no sense uh, in the moment. Uh, I, You know, I, I think he's not up to the job in so many different ways. But this was just hor- just a horrible way to treat somebody who everybody, I think, had a great deal of respect for. And as they as I think, uh you know, um, Ahern asked him, you know, was this payback because she opened the schools? You know, the truth is, I think most of the parents in the whole world uh, were happy and were grateful that the schools reopened when they did, because Mm -hmm. the only people that opposed it were the stupid teachers union. And frankly, we already know the kids lost so much time and so much learning as it was. And the thought that the teachers union wanted to prolong this is just it's insane. But look, we're going to see this over and over again. I mean, he's he's never had any experience. He's never managed anything. He never had a job for more than four or five months before he just became a lobbyist for the teachers. And, you know, I just uh, I fear for the city. I mean, it's really sad. I, I think the police guy was a good choice. But to do it, as you said, on Friday night. You know, uh, the classic old media trick of right. period in the weekend. You know, what people don't understand, and this is really interesting to me, people don't understand that with social media, 
when you do a dump on Friday night, they have the entire weekend and only the newspapers sort of go to sleep. I mean, the truth is social media goes crazy and people have 48 hours to react. And boy, if you saw the commentary, uh, you know, they finally shamed even the Sun-Times into doing an editorial. I think the Trib did a really great editorial. Um, and then I think the next day, the Sun-Times finally broke down and said something about it. It was just done in a horrible way. Yeah. And there's no replacement that we know of. <laughs> well, we actually... what's, worse, what's worse is they said today, and I think it's right, that it's he's already politicized the thing in so many respects that who wants the job? You know, I mean... You know, how many more of these public service jobs are we going to have where basically, you know, we go out of our way to make it impossible for anybody to be successful? And we expect people to take these thankless jobs and, you know, do us the favor of saving lives and trying to make the city work. It's, it's crazy. I mean, he he still doesn't have anybody that's supposed to be the city's liaison to the business and tech communities either. That's a position that he hasn't gotten around to uh, filling for some bizarre reason. And quite frankly, Dr. Arwady will go on to probably make 10 times next year what she made this past year. I I think so. I mean, it turns out she's a, she lives right in my neighborhood. And uh, all I can tell you is that she worked about 24 hours a day for two years to try and save lives. And the treatment is the slimiest treatment you could imagine. And it's really indicative of who this guy is. And you've always said that, and I've always pushed back a little bit, but I just thought this was such a major blunder. And some people were saying, well, it's just a rookie mistake. Well, you don't get to be a rookie in this position. Well, that was the whole point is, you know, I mean, the whole point of uh, of the election saying that, you know, we're going to put somebody in there with no experience no background who doesn't even understand the scope of the job it's you just can't do that it's not this is not a an opportunity or a position for amateurs and so uh the other thing is you know i think she's about the fifth or sixth uh senior person that was part of laurie's administration that he's now gotten rid of or that has resigned or quit and he did ask them to stay on and everybody understood that Eventually, you know, a new mayor is going to want to have his own team, but he hasn't replaced him with people that are experienced. I mean, he can't attract people because I think, uh, you know, the general population of professionals isn't that excited about his agenda. So how he's going to attract uh, the right kind of talent even around him to help him be successful. I mean, he's got one or two guys there. I don't mean guys in the guy's way, but one or right. two people there people. who... Yeah who can help him, uh, who, you know, have some experience. But, boy, this this job takes hundreds of people to be successful. Absolutely. All right. Well, we didn't get to talk about your article much, but people can go well, read no, about that's it. Okay. I, all, all, I mean, the whole point of the article was simply that this craziness over AI and chat GPT and everything reminds me so much, you know, you were alluding to the 60s. I mean, to the dot-com era where everybody went crazy for years and then all of a sudden it blew up because, you know, it's a tool, but it's not a tool for everybody. And there are going to be millions of businesses that are going to be, you know, spending money that they don't have on chasing this thing. And they should be paying attention to the basics of their business and not trying to, you know, uh, buy or invent or, you know, pay for the new shiny object. It's always a risk in technology. Uh, but my point is there are just so many businesses that can be successful without ever using the words or doing any of this stuff. 
Yeah, that it's scary. I mean, we could have a setback here again in terms of the market where billions of dollars are just burnt up um, and we discover that uh, it was something we never needed in the first place. Well, we encourage you to go check that out. That's at Inc.com. Howard, thank you for being a part of the show and for sharing your sentiments today. All right. Talk soon. Thanks, Lisa. Howard Tolman, Inc.com. It's called Most Businesses Won't Need Actual AI Anytime Soon. Steve's News is coming up next. Thanks to the folks at CareerVision.org. They sponsored our conversation. And the news comes to you from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own.